Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, we're live. <laughs> we are live. Oh my god, hello. Hi everyone. Welcome to Cybernation Uncensored. And hey, it's our session zero for Blade Runner RPG by Freely Publishing. Uh, before I get any further into describing this game and how awesome it is, I figure let's go around the table and everyone introduce themselves, tell us who you are, where we can find you, any other stuff you have that's going on too. I'm all for it, starting with Maz. Hello, my name is Maz and this is my face. Um, <laughs> you can find me on everything as Mazface, except Twitter, which is at real Mazface, because some real estate jerk stole my handle seven years ago and has not used it since. I'ma die mad about it. <laughs> real estate? Some white real estate dude from the Midwest. <laughs> Has Mazface as his handle and is never on Twitter. I'm a die mad about it. <laughs> anyway, hello, my name is Maz, my pronouns are they, them, and I am a human that does things, and one of the things that I do is play tabletop games with awesome people on the internet, just like these awesome people. I also uh, do TTRPGs on some other channels like Open Circuit Studios and Red Hair Inn, and I'm a cosplayer. And I make graphics. I'm the brand manager here in Cybernation. This is my first game on Cybernation. Woo! Woo! We love that. Woo. I'm going to stop yelling. <laughs> so I make all the graphics and the overlays along with my brand manager partner. Wow, I just met him yesterday and I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. Alex? No, he has promotions. We'll get there. I feel so bad. I met this person yesterday. Wookie, I believe is his handle. He's great. He he worked on stuff for one of the other shows coming out. He's Kevin. Thank you, Rob. His name is Kevin. Hell he yeah. is great and is my tag team partner on making graphics for Cyber Nation. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Nate. Continue. <laughs> Next up, Finn. Oh. I'm going to follow up. I'm gonna follow that mess. <laughs> <Best design. laughs> my heart is warm with joy. Likewise. Uh, I'm so ready. Hi, everybody. I am Finn R. Pearson. Pronouns are he, him. Um, you can find me all over the internet. I do a lot of TTRPG streaming. I do a lot of stuff now with Open Circuit Studios with Maz. To the corner here as I look down at the. Uh, overlay um i do leverage on wednesdays i also work with nat 20 productions i'm doing a halloween one shot 
Um, I'm also coming out with my own show, a Southern Gothic uh, D&D <gasps> oh Southern Gothic <laughs> D&D campaign coming out October 28th with Q Times. So follow follow me for all that good stuff. And I am so stoked to be here. Awesome. So Beck. Hi everyone. Um, I'm Beck. Um, pronouns she her. Um, you can find me around the internet, usually on Twitter, uh, or on my own Twitch channel at um Zeit Poltergeist, where I also run tabletop games first and foremost with some of my mates usually. Um and I also, you know, stream video games and commentary things every now and again as well. Other than that, I usually just, you know, say random shit on the internet and shout into the ether. Um, it's my favorite pastime. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to be here uh, as well with all these lovely American people from the other corner of the universe. <laughs> Fantastic. And Bendy. Hello. Gosh, I'm all smiles tonight. I love it. Good good workout for the face. Hi, I'm Bendy Mitchell. I am a talent manager with Frederator, the animation studio you know and love. I'm also a cosplayer, um, special effects artist. I'm currently in the running for Face of Horror. I'm in the top five right now. You can find it on my Twitter at Bendy Dinosaurs. Please free daily votes and try to win uh, the person who wins gets like three thirteen thousand to like fund their movie they get a walk-on roll it's all kinds of cool stuff so house whoa house face of horror words yeah and yeah beyond that i'm a cosplayer and all-around nerd and a super anxious human but i'm doing my best and hello oh now i have to follow up all of you amazing people now talk about terrified. yourself Nate. talk <laughs> yes. about yourself Do it. Uh, we had to. my name is nate bush Hi, my name is Nate Bushman. I am a portrait and fashion photographer based out of Los Angeles. I also do product photography, former photojournalist. I used to be used to be a former tailor and makeup artist. So we can talk about that, Bendy, because that'd be yes. awesome. Yeah. Uh, and outside of that, I occasionally do some writing on the side, whether it's TTRPG related, doing game stuff, or I was doing sketch comedy earlier this year, which was a very interesting left turn in all of this. Uh, and yeah, I just outside of that, I'm currently running a Vampire the Masquerade miniseries over on the Fantastic Initiative Order called The Old Town, a Boston by Night Chronicle using actual Boston lore from their vampire universe, which is so much stuff to keep in your head at once. <laughs> so it. much. But yeah, and we're going to be here one uh, first Sunday of every month for Blade Runner, which is heck yeah. Before we, I'm gonna before we fully get into the game itself, uh, I figured the best thing to go over first is actually because uh, I wanted to do this live rather than just keep it behind the scenes. Mm. I want to go over everyone's lines and fails because more than anything, playing a game is fun. Obviously, I want to make sure we go over safety tools as much as possible because it, it's cyberpunk content. Cyberpunk has a tendency being the dark future. Things can get dark, but also I want to make sure we have all of our safety tools in place where you all feel comfortable and we don't step over any boundaries that makes you uncomfortable. So I have my own lines and veils, but I want to hear what you have first, because to me, that's more important than what I'm going to say. I want to make sure everything you say is followed through. So whoever wants to speak first, <laughs> or I can pick someone. <laughs> it's almost like the high school moment of the teacher. I would like to not go first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, I uh, I don't have a lot of limitations. Um, something that I 
always look for in a game is to make sure that if we're talking about marginalized people, it's to showcase them and not to use them as a tool to describe the oppression in the world. Mm. Um, it's it's a that's a weird way of me saying that, but you get what I'm saying. My mm. only other thing is, and I realize sometimes this is hard when you're writing darker stories. Um, a trigger for me is sibling death because of personal experience. That's it. That's what I got. Otherwise, I'm an actor. I'll live. Whatever's next. Um, yeah, for me, it's pretty much the same, like, sort of um, discussion of all of the isms, basically, from a point of perpetuating the reason that they exist um, as a social construct in the first place. Um, is something that makes me super duper uncomfortable, but um, representation of um, you know people of all walks of life, I think, is super important as well. Um, just as people, you know, rather than um, perpetuating those bad constructs. But um, aside from that, my only hard line is uh, sexual assault. Uh, I don't like discussing it. I don't like talking about it. I don't like um, you know even engaging in that type of stuff in these games. Um, it sort of yeah. Um, sucks the fun out of it for me at least aside from that um yeah I'm good with pretty much anything else um on the table um obviously if things come up um I like to have discussions about like intense themes if they um you know if you plan for them to happen um but um you know I trust everyone at this table um immensely and I'm sure we'll have a great time Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm going to pick one of you. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. There we go. <laughs> I, I mean, I thoroughly believe in telling, even though we are role-playing, is being authentic in the stories we're telling. So just mm-hmm. to kind of follow, um, and it's totally my my brain glitches, but it's Maz or Maz? Matt, Maz? Maz. I realized I was, I was, yeah, I was muted. It's yeah. Maz, like jazz, but with an M. Perfect. I'm Thank you for asking. Now. Thank you. Definitely going to get it now. Maz. So Maz hands. Maz. Perfect. That's how you get it. Um, Yeah. Like Maz Maz said, I want to have more like authentic interactions if we are going to be approaching marginalized Mm -hmm. voices. Um, Mm -hmm. And for me, a hard trigger is anything to do with uh, like slavery or, you know, like sexual slavery or anything like that. I don't like it, you know, doesn't need to be done. So that's really Mm -hmm. my hardest line. Mm -hmm. I have none. <laughs> I, I'm very, um, I do a lot of like horror RPGs mm-hmm. and um, uh, I mean, running like lots of different games. Um, like I'm, I'm okay with, with everything up until like sexual assault, fade to black type of stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. but, but nothing like too detailed. Um, but even then I'm, I'm pretty, I'm more, I'm more like wanting to know everybody else's so we can like all know how to communicate with each other. And I'm very much the same way with what all of you have just said. My main ones are mm-hmm. much as it was said, sexual assault, but don't want to see it. Don't even want to bring it up in a game. If it does get brought up, I will obviously check with you before we even go live. Mm-hmm. But even then, mm-hmm. I don't want it in the game. It's just not something I feel has any place in the game. 
my main one is uh, no harm to animals. It sounds yeah. probably silly, but I can't do that. Nope. And I, you will never once hear me ever bring up bugs or insects of any kind in a game because they scare the living hell out of me. Well, that's <laughs> why the, the website, Does the Dog Die Exist? It's perfect if you are yeah. going to watch something, yeah. go look at that website first. It will tell you the triggers that are in the film. And that yep. the title is apt. Like, animals, mm-hmm. don't mess with them. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, anything we haven't talked about on this, obviously, please message me afterwards or in the lead up to our first proper session like session one just to let me know I again I want to be as open communication wise about all this as possible the last thing I want is for someone to feel uncomfortable at the table or have an issue I just that's just not who I am I like making sure open communication is there and that we are all treated fairly and feel as equally comfortable amongst each other as possible now I could talk awesome. now for the game. Uh, <laughs> we were literally talking about this a little bit. So I actually have a funner idea before we get into it. Uh, what's everyone's initial interaction or first experience with Blade Runner, I guess, as a film? Because I know I have my own and it's going to be really funny because it's a, it goes both ways. Really it goes funny. 180 on a bunch of things. But I'm curious what everyone else's first experience was with this sort of property. Ben, you were really excited. Just go. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so, super male gazed. No. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a huge Blade Runner fan. It was like my number one movie ever since I was like a kid. I when I had it on VHS, like I would like watch that over and over and over and over again. Um, and when I went into wanting to be um, a filmmaker. Uh, before I switched majors, um, and I, I, Blade Runner was like my like favorite movie of all time, and I was like, I want to make movies like Blade Runner. And my first semester in film school, I sat down for one class in film school, and I didn't go back. <laughs> I was like, that's real. I was like, I was like <laughs> that's real. Oh. No, this is not. No, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I was like, the people are, are yeah. So I walked out and uh, fell in love with Blade Runner still. Um, and then everything changed when the sequel came out. Because um, I was just like head over heels with the sequel too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just really liked uh, Philip K. Dick and then started reading books. Like, it got me into a lot of, like, sci-fi stuff as a kid. Um, it's still, like, my, my top five favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um, for me, uh, Blade Runner was kind of, like, the intro. Well, I didn't get to see Blade Runner until I was an adult. When I was younger, mm-hmm. I got a bunch of different you know introductions i got an introduction to cyberpunk paranoia um and like as far as media like i my house was very much on the other side of fantasy you know so i discovered cyberpunk and blade runner and all of those things on my own and i was able to appreciate them in a completely different sense because it's like i had already developed these worlds and these concepts you know for a future dystopia and then getting to see it realized on screen through Blade Runner was a really cool experience but it just felt like it was a taste of something more and you know for me like things like Blade Runner is like 
the Beatles. It's like an archetype for like everything mm. else that yeah. you can put into this genre. So that's why I love that there's an RPG game, RPG game, because it's like, oh, cool, we get to just build more into this world. For me, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I watched it when I was too young, and I'm like, what's going on? Why is there a unicorn? Yeah. Like, I don't understand anything. <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> um, but obviously I've watched it, you know, many, many times since then. And um, like you say, it's sort of a, a blueprint for the cyberpunk um, aesthetic um, and archetype that has become so kind of, I guess, synonymous with, um, depictions of science fiction um, like leading up to today and especially in RPG games as well and like the fact that I haven't seen an RPG game based around the cyberpunk world until like I've been you know invited to be a part of this game is just kind of baffling because it is such a like a staple of the genre and of the aesthetic and stuff but um, you know watching the movie more recently in recent years I kind of like especially this is just me being me but like the sort of the way that they use product placement to kind of um, commentate on um, you know capitalism and the way that it's sort of like hyper focused in future settings and stuff which is another sort of like large part of um, cyberpunk kind of aesthetics and things so um yeah, there's also that sort of side of the commentary that I'm really kind of interested in and how that affects, like, people on the human level is when things are so desensitised, which is why I think as well that um, this setting will be extremely fascinating to um, explore, like, you know, sort of as an intimate group of players um, on the human level as well. So, yeah, um, I've had a, a bit of a, like, an interesting kind of journey over the past, you know, 15 years with this film and I've never seen the sequel either so I am very excited to become invested in the world from a different angle I was exposed to Blade Runner when I was too young as well twice so when I was really young my dad was just watching it and I asked questions and none of it made sense to me and then I watched it again in like middle school high school mm-hmm. and I didn't he had it on the TV it was on so I just watched it with him I still didn't quite get it mostly because I never saw it from beginning to end um yeah. and so I watched it today again <laughs> to remind myself everything about it uh it's been a busy time and my brain is swiss cheese um, <laughs> it's okay. relatable. Uh, it's relatable. We're all there. Um, yeah. I I have such mixed feelings about the film because mm-hmm. I love the setting. I think it's hilarious. It's 2019 in Los Angeles, and it looks nothing like Los Angeles. <laughs> like not even iconography of LA was really used in that film very much. Um, and like, cool. It's supposed to be a completely rebuilt city. I get it. The world is very interesting to me. I love android stories in general. My top favorite things, if you know me at all, are aliens and robots. Um, They're my favorite things in the world. Um, And so I really like the idea of... And this is not... Since this movie, obviously, is now not an uncommon theme of androids or synthetic beings being treated like slaves and then having an uprising or going away on their own like that is a very common storyline now with a lot of cyberpunk and sci-fi stories and i like this like noir aesthetic take on it i don't particularly care for uh decker as a character um or his relations to replicants 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will not get into detail about my feelings on that, but that is where Words, I would lose that. Uh, yeah. There, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love the universe. I love the tonality of it. There's, there's not really a lot that's got genuinely. It is a noir story, and I love mm-hmm. that that is something that's being used in the cyberpunk genre because you don't really see that genre of story in that setting. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I love that. That's what I got. Yeah. I love robots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, robots are fun. Uh, my journey with this movie is all over the goddamn place. I first saw it in a film class in high school. We, My teacher rented out the auditorium, so we watched it on the big screen. So I can mm. say I've seen it on a big screen. And it was the director's cut, and I I hated it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I utterly hated every single thing about it. It just fell yeah. with me. Yeah. And Final cut, whatever about it is. It, yeah. Oh, so that, but that's what's funny about it is that I would backwards and eventually watched the theatrical cut which is the version everyone hates that has voiceover in it and i loved it to death which is hilarious because my dad's favorite movie is blade runner and it's the theatrical cut that's his favorite and we are nothing but odd ducks in a room full of people who love final cut is there more (laughs) sorry is there more story being told with the voiceover so this is Fun facts about I'm sorry, there's now I'm really five, interested. I did not know that this no, that, existed. This I don't fun. think I've seen I mean, this. <laughs> there are five different cuts of this film. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So I can tell you about this both here in our lovely what? stream, but also afterwards. Uh, there's the theatrical cut, because this movie had a lot of, for your film history buffs out there, there was a lot of interference with the higher-ups at Warner Brothers when this was yeah. being made. They mm. wanted certain things done. They actually asked to have voiceover in, and they felt it was necessary. Ridley Scott was like, no, I really do not want this in my movie. He didn't win that fight, so when the film originally released, the theatrical cut had voiceover, but every release since then, he's removed it because it made... Yeah. I agree. As much as I love that voiceover, it makes no <laughs> sense to have it in there. It's so ham-fisted into it. But I also have seen the final cut, and I like the final cut a lot. I just something about it just clicks more than the director's cut. I don't know what switched in my brain. It just did. But also, as everyone else said, something about the aesthetic of just that world is mm-hmm. so fascinating. And it's clearly influenced so many things. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm seeing this in chat. People are talking about Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Like, yeah, that probably would not be what it is without Blade Runner when right? you really think about it, because that aesthetic is all over that mm-hmm. game. Yeah. But yeah, I was somehow in high school, hated it when I saw the director's cut, loved it when I saw the theatrical, uh, loved the final cut. 2049, I saw with my dad in a theater, kind of confused the hell out of me, still loved it. (laughs) And then they have um, an anime that Adult Swim did, well, anime, it's 3D animated, uh, called Black Lotus. That's actually really, really good. I I like the aesthetic of it a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of sandwiched in the middle of both movies where it's like 20 something, 2020 or 2030s. And yeah, it's just this interesting, I mean, what can you say note about robots, people, yeah. everything's just yeah. dystopian. Yeah. <laughs> Not great, but it also looks really weirdly pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something about the mm-hmm. dark future, even though it's not the best thing, it's kind right. of pleasing to the eye. Yeah. I'm wondering <laughs> where we're going to go from here. And it's like, you look at how yeah. people are acting and reacting and associating mm-hmm. with one another now. What's that going to look yeah. like mm-hmm. 100, 200 years ago yeah. in the future? It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Like, also, I just as a photographer, I appreciate that it's all neon lighting because that's always uh, fun to photograph. Yeah. And it just dark background. So yeah. There's so mm-hmm. much I love about the cinematography in this movie, but some of the things there's so many close-up shots. Right, the majority of it is close-up shots. You don't see yep. a lot of wide pans unless it's fully wide. You don't see a yeah. lot of the, the the bigger picture of what is happening, mm. and especially, especially in, in like streetscapes and stuff. It's, it's really and confused. In, and in yeah. the interiors of places, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then, like, the interiors mm-hmm. of places, when they're in bars or whatever, you just see the faces close up and whoever's having yeah. conversations. Like, I want to know what the rest of this bar looks like in mm-hmm. this alternate 2019. I wish we had seen a little bit more of that. Alternate 2019. <laughs> and then I just think about how Rachel's aesthetic in every oh, yeah. scene is just... Mm. Yes. Queen. Perfect hair and makeup. (laughs) Sorry, I could go on for hours about costuming in this movie. Oh my god, are you kidding? It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which then leads us to our game here. Uh, And I'm going to get into this before we get into picking characters. I think that's going to take a little bit. Uh, So, this game, first off, again, shout out to Free League Publishing for making this awesome game. Uh, I actually had the chance to do my own one shot of this when they released the PDF after the Kickstarter awesome. finished, and it was basically I wrote an entire crime procedural, and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so with this game, just to go over it because it's in the book, key themes they have written down is obviously sci-fi action because it's sci-fi. If it wasn't, I'd be a little concerned after everything we've just all said <laughs> about <laughs> cyberpunk. <laughs> Very much character drama. It's very much character-driven, especially, like, you look at the movie with Deckard, the replicants, it's all about their characters, especially the replicants. They are more human than the actual humans in the movie, which is always fascinating with just sci-fi in general. Corporate intrigue, much like Cyberpunk Red, corporations are great, sure. (laughs) Not the best in this world or in Cyberpunk Red. (laughs) More powerful than politicians. Mm. Yep. Uh, Moral conflict, because... In a lot of ways, it's funny how this game weirdly... So I also, as I mentioned, I also run a system called Vampire. Vampire Mm. deals with humanity. This also is dealing with humanity and empathy in a way where when you think about it, you're basically tasked with taking a replicant stand that look like people, who act like people, who basically are people, and like, what is the mental ramifications of that? Mm. Like, Mm. that's... I can't imagine the stress if that was a situation in real life, but that's interesting thing to go off of and then the one that is most interesting on this entire list is soul searching i'm just going to read the entire description a detective's life is not without its respites of deep reflection over a stiff drink or warm embrace this job forces you to process your choices come to terms with your regrets and failures and ask the hard questions that weigh what you think is right or worth fighting for so in a way yeah you're solving the case and doing casework but also what's the toll it takes on you so brooding is a system. <laughs> yeah, brooding. It's edgy brooding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the edgy okay, thank you for happening. saying that out loud. And then, I love it. I love it too. It's just and when what's most fascinating about this game too, and we were talking about it before we went live. This is the first game I've ever read in a rule book where it will literally tell you you should split the party up. Because you're on a time, like basically, you are clocked in working. You have a timer that is always moving every scene that you transition to, no matter what. And there are things you will miss if you don't progress forward. So, for your GM, I look forward to having to split up the party if you decide to do that and then having to figure out how to make that work. Because <laughs> that's always fun and hectic. 
Um, and then for the game itself, the best way to describe how, how it plays and flows is if anyone has played or heard of Call of Cthulhu, which also I will admit has its own problems with its source material, but in terms of its gameplay, very much it's an investigative mystery solving thing. This mm -hmm. is very much an investigative mystery solving thing, but when combat does happen, it's a lot like the Alien RPG, much by, also by Free League, where when you get hit, it hurts. It can even be the type of thing that can take your character out in one hit if it's rolled really high. Right. And also there's an amazing chase mechanic because it, like in the movie, when he's chasing a replicant, you get to do that in the game. And that's awesome. And there's a ridiculous number of tables that will decide what actually happens when you roll the dice. My gosh. <laughs> like you could literally lose your quarry because you could just roll horribly bad. Uh -huh. <laughs> Exciting. And also speaking of dice, that's a good point to talk about. Uh, for anyone who has played Alien RPG or any of the amazing games by Free League, who are awesome, I, again, I could probably talk forever about how great Alien System is, but much like that, also kind of like Vampire a little bit, it's all about successes. It's not really about mm. like what specific number you're getting. So we'll get to this when we start talking characters. They do a very weird thing on this character sheet that I've never seen before. You, you're, The dice you roll is associated with a letter grade. So if you have, for example, just to go over this for a second now, the main attributes are strength, agility, intelligence, empathy. If you have like, let's say a D rating in one of those, you roll a D6. If it's a C, you roll a D8. You roll, a, if it's mm -hmm. a B, you roll a D10. If it's an A, you roll a D12. And it's all about, you want to get above a six or above. So in a weird way, it's kind of like, actually it's kind of like vampire with successes. Also alien, because it's the same company. <laughs> it's also kind of like if anyone's ever played Fallout or the Dune RPG or heard about that one. It's the 2D20 system if you want to get it under a certain number or, or above. It Very sounds like similar that. to a Cortex Plus as well. That as well, yep. And it's just interesting because there's even mm. permutations with it where if you get a D10 or above, if you roll a 10, you get a critical, which means you get two successes. Okay. So it's just, it's interesting. And it's just, it's unlike alien where you could have a lot of d6 this is just you have two dice mm -hmm. that you're always going to be rolling at the time and that's it yeah and it's amazing how much that can just decide so much <laughs> it'll be interesting <laughs> to say the least uh, and then in terms of just other stuff about the game setting is los angeles surprise <laughs> the the year will be 2037 so you're sandwiched in the middle of the first movie being 2019 and the second movie being 2049. What's interesting is in the first movie, you're dealing with the company. I'm going to get more heavy for a second. So if it goes over everyone's head, I apologize. Uh, it's first movie deals with the Tyrell Corporation, who technically made mm. the first replicants, the Nexus 6, I believe, was the last one, or the ones yes. that were in the first movie. Mm. Technically, Rachel is a Nexus 7, if you want to know some fun facts. Uh, Tyrell Corp is not a thing anymore in this game. They went under because of all these problems after basically the head of the company more or less got killed in the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the Wallace Corporation is the ones who they are well known in 2049, but this is dealing with them officially releasing replicants of their own called the Nexus 8s and then the Nexus 9s, which for some of our Blade Runners who are playing, two of you will be replicants because we're going to go with the starter set and we're going to go with what's written on the character sheet that's pre-made and what's interesting is i believe it's written down for eight or nine they actually cannot harm people unless they are given the direct prerogative <gasps> they use the asimov oh. rules yeah they actually have a built-in empathy thing of sorts where if they 
I have to read more into it because it's been a little bit since I ran it. So I'm still going through everything to make sure. But yeah, mm -hmm. some of them actually have a thing where they can't harm actual people or do any harm. That's to so interesting. That's an Asimov rule of robotics. That makes me very happy. Yeah. Which also makes me happy because that stuff is so fascinating. And it's, it's amazing how much it's still influencing so much sci-fi mm -hmm. to this day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, I will... We're going to do this when we play the game. I will get this all to you before we play. There is a massive map of Los Angeles. <laughs> it's yes, I love huge, maps. <laughs> huge, it's massive huge. maps. And I when I looked at it, I found it. out where my where I am in Los Angeles, which made me laugh. <laughs> but, it's the uh, same one you uh, and I were looking at, right? Yep. Yep. This so is good. also actually funny enough. One of the most interesting games where it actually says if you want to play it with just one person. You can. I mean, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. They, yeah, it's interesting. They don't recommend more than four players in this game, which is fascinating mm. to me because mm. I've never heard of that before with the game. Interesting. It sounds like it's going to be very fast-paced at times. So maybe and brutal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Especially with the combat, because the way it reads is it's again much like other free league games. It depending mm -hmm. on how many successes you get or I get, you could easily take someone down in one hit. <laughs> and there's even a uh, much like Cyberpunk but, Red, which is one of my favorite systems they have a critical punch. injuries table in this game where there is a certain die number on at least two of the tables where if you hit that number it's an automatic you're ko'd and you're out boom headshot <laughs> yeah it's it's i've never seen that it's brutal i kind of like it yeah <laughs> i hope i fun. don't do that to any of you because i don't want to do that, but we'll see what happens no but <laughs> if we do it to the npcs to yeah yeah exactly that's right <laughs> Um, and with that, I think the best way to move on is let's talk character sheets. Um, mm. Specifically, do you want me to go over what the character types are or archetypes for each of the four that are available? I feel like that's a good idea, probably. Yes, that would be great. Okay, yes. so we'll do that. Give me one second to just get my PDF exactly where I need it to be because I'm totally professional and doing all this correctly. <laughs> there we go. So, first one we'll talk about because there's so for everyone watching again, just to repeat it, we're going to be using the starter set. It's a scenario called Electric Dreams. It's very, very cool. That's also One an Asimov reference. Is they write some amazing, amazing scenarios for their games. Like, the, I'm going to keep bringing it up. Alien has some of the best scenarios I've seen in there for any type of game that a company has made. It's just their cinematic. They get you into that world. You feel like you're living in that space as a character. So for this, mm -hmm. we have four choices that'll be up for are four wonderful players. There's the analyst. I'll just read the whole description. Analyst, you are the master of the crime lab. Streetwise, hunch chasers with their VK briefcases and blasters are the past. Book smart, book smart fact finders like you are the future. Chemistry, pathology, ballistics, chronology, microbiology, toxicology, morphology. These are your blasters and all you need to crack a case is your lab, coffee, and some personal space. As a forensic specialist, you methodically and meticulously agonize over every bit of evidence. You can wring the truth from a crime scene with a trace sweep and cursory glance. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically, you're the lab person. <laughs> you know how to read the crime mm -hmm. scene better than anyone in terms of forensics. All of the CSI vibes. Sorry. Yeah, real CSI very, vibes. Just very minus Abby. Yeah, Abby yeah very Abby. Yeah. yeah. like the theme yeah, sense just starts playing. next one so two of these i believe are specifically related to just human or replicant this one is a very much you are a replicant no matter what if you're this archetype <coughs> doxy you always know what to say body language eye contact vocal tones 
body temperature, pulse rate, even mm. scent. Every detail, another win- every detail, another window into your subject's state of mind. Earlier models used this to data used this data to serve a person's needs. You only serve the law. <laughs> so basically, the most charismatic one that could literally probably talk their way out of a scenario or talk their way into any situation. Connor I think the best one Detroit to describe it is in the movie. I think it's um, oh my god, Daryl ha- uh, Daryl Hannah's character Trish. Oh. I think yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. yeah. It's basically mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. That look, her look is so good. Also, fun I fact, love I, I love this, even though you can't do this in LA. The most famous location in the movie is called is in the Bradbury building. It's that one with the elevator uh-huh. where they go up. And yet yeah. in real Los Angeles, you can't walk around that building. <laughs> you can walk through the lobby and that's it. <laughs> but it's really that's pretty. So sad. Totally visited. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> one sad thing I had when I used when I visited before I lived here, I wanted to just go in there and walk around and mm-hmm. I was like, nope, can't do that. Can't do it. It's like darn it. Uh, Enforcer, you've seen things most people wouldn't believe if you tours in the off-world colonization defense program put you in every shit-tastic situation conceivable. Kick murder squads, hostage situations, counterterrorism, demolitions, and you survived them all only to find yourself unable to relate to anyone without a target in their sights. You are basically the muscle, the tank. Pretty much, yeah. if something's going to happen fight-wise, you're probably going to be the one who's going to, yeah, you're going to run in there with your fist or yeah. it's guns or armaments and just charge. And then the one that is probably the most like Deckard in the movie, uh, or oh my god, I forgot the character name from 2049 that Ryan Gosling played because it's been a while. I've been seeing uh, it. Yeah. No, uh, Ryan. I'm looking at you, Finn. Now, like just me. Ryan. Gosling. You can just <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Uh, just say that. Uh, K. Yeah, yeah, him. He's just K. You're the Quint. Yeah, like in Men in Black. Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Men <laughs> in Black. Men in Black. Yeah. You're okay. the, the inspector is the quintessential marshal torn from time and memorial of trench coat wearing, liquor drinking, bullet slinging yeah. bastards and bulldozers. Everyone knows this is an 18 plus dream. Hey, who is trying to the meanest bar, the darkest alley, and everybody knows the law just walked in and means business. Basically, mm. if you can think of your Humphrey Bogart film noir prototype, yeah. that's this guy or girl or mm-hmm. person, better way to put it. So those are the four archetypes. And what I decided on, because I figured this is more fun for the four of you and for everyone watching, all these character sheets are pre-generated. They're part of the starter set, which I believe all this releases in November for people who back the Kickstarter. So technically this is early stuff. Wait, this this game is new? Yeah. Yeah, it's brand new. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that. How exciting. Yeah. It's so cool. (laughs) It's super, super new. I almost said Wicked it. New, and there you go. So oh, there you wicked go. New. Uh, yes. so yes. it's fucking Wicked so I decided new. because it said this in the starter set, which is all of these pre-generated characters, obviously the stats are pre-made. They have all mm. their stuff pre-made. I'm going to go over what's on this character sheet because some of this is very fascinating. If you want, you have all the right in the world to change their name and their physical appearance. I personally mm-hmm. am all for that because I want you to be able to play someone that you are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. If you want to go with what's available, what they have down on the sheet, by all means, please do. But I would rather you take that chance to do it and make the character your own. Mm-hmm. Just keep yeah. the stats and what's listed below there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with that, let chaos ensue. What grabs <laughs> yeah. your interest most? I'm oh, write this down so I don't well, forget. Should we decide who wants to be human 
and who wants to be Rebel? Yeah, actually, that's a better one. I think there that will be easier for us to kind of. I'm looking at Maz. A hundred and ten percent. I want to be a replicant. Yeah. I, I, I don't care what the archetype <laughs> is, but I want to be a replicant. Yeah. Ben, do you want to be a replicant? Yeah, I was partial to Percival. I was analyst. looking at Percival too. I don't okay. care. No, do it. I don't care. I just want to be a robot. <laughs> This is good. I want to be human. I also want to be human. For those watching, Percival is the animal. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, we I'm have, sorry. We have I, two I, humans, I should have said two that. Replicants. Yes, the animals. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay, so... Um, I could go either Maz, way. Maz, Bendy, replicants. Then back, human. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Just making sure, because I'm yeah. literally writing it down. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Maz, I... So? You know what? I'm cool with either. So you you get to... You decide. You you pick. I don't know. I'm what team that. Uh, I think analyst, is tank, so, yeah, broody yeah, detective, enforcer, inspector, doxy. So the, so analyst, doxy. tank, traumatic, yeah, no matter what, the replicant. Actually, that's a better way to put this. Like phrase. the grifter, two replicants basically. are the analyst and the doxy. Yeah, yes. the enforcer yes. and inspector are human. Yeah, mm -hmm. got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And also, just for everyone watching, yeah. they all work for the same department because the best. Oh God, lore heavy again. They work for a group called the Rep Tech Unit that is part of the Los Angeles Police Department, which, again, police being a theme, we are going to talk about that before we ever have session one because that's always mm -hmm. can be problematic with law enforcement and all that. I have my own mm -hmm. stuff with that. I want to make sure we go over ground rules on that and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You're all part of the LAPD, basically a Rep Tech Unit. You deal with replicant issues. That's not saying that you have to take them out. You just deal with cases that involve androids. <laughs> But also, they employ androids as members of the Blade Runner unit. But what's even more interesting is, I don't know if it's written in the character sheets if those replicants know they're replicants or not. I think it is. Oh, yeah, I was okay. wondering about that. I believe yeah, they know, but sometimes you never know. That could be <laughs> mm -hmm. fun moral quandary. Uh, yeah. And then, there is a note. I'm sorry. No, go uh, for it. In yeah, go ahead. the analyst sheet, in the key memory, there's a note in the key memory that leads you to believe that they know that they're a replicant. Okay, so I believe uh -huh. they all know that. Okay, okay mm -hmm. but then do the humans know that the replicants are replicants? Yes. Okay. Because I believe if they're part of the same <laughs> okay. department, yeah, they would know. Yeah. That's yeah. good okay. to go ahead of time. If we, if yeah. we didn't, we're not really good cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like... Where are all the replicants and they're working with you? Yeah, that's right. They were here all along. <laughs> you were like America, the guy. Uh, yeah. oh, man. Uh, man. There were some Scooby Doo vibes there. It's like, it was old man Jenkins all yes. along. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the two replicants are the analyst and the doxy. I'll do I'll doxy, go doxy no matter what is a replicant. Yeah, I'll go doxy. That's cool. I just want to be the analyst. Wait. I. Yeah. I personally would love to see you as the doxy i love your energy so oh, yeah. it's like ooh, i could be like the gil grissom type <laughs> and then for finn and beck it's basically do you want to be a tank or do you want to be the most prototype detective mr <laughs> traumatized i love mr. Traumatized. playing traumatized <laughs> i knew you were gonna it. pick that one <laughs> um, because i love playing like hard-hitting you know combat badass characters so. I, I like it <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. yeah i'm i'm down if you if you want to be an enforcer i'm down with being the yeah. inspector because that is like yes my dream this is literally how i envisioned the characters panning out i i love that yeah. everybody's so excited about their choices and it was just easy yes. like you do this you do great i know yeah, no, it took like, us five minutes <laughs> 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. with that's what's awesome. interesting about this game too with the character sheets. You have key I there are key relationships where you have fellow like personal people you have relationships with. One that's most interesting is and it deals with go figure, it does a good little segue into the films. You have a key memory that you can actually mm-hmm. use to help you on succeeding on a role, getting advantage. And for it's when you think about the films, like it's really it's fascinating how much the movie actually deals with or the property deals with memory in general because replicants have some like you know fabricated memories that supposedly supposedly keep them in check supposedly Mm, (laughs) and the way they did it in this game is yes you have that written down in your sheet but also i believe it's something where if you need to you can rely on it to help you out if you have a role that you really want to succeed on which also going back to roles you do get a role advantage on stuff where you'll just roll i believe it's the highest d like die number you have twice just to see if you can get a success we'll see how that goes in game because <laughs> everything's yeah everything changes once dice gets involved always so do they each uh roll get assigned a different set of dice yeah so the way the dice works is if you have, i did i miss this I'm hopefully sorry. have a character sh- i sent i believe i said character sheet links. you did yeah yeah. so the way it's broken up is again you have attributes and skills the attributes are the four main ones as i mentioned that are strength agility intelligence empathy skills are the ones that fit underneath it so for strength in particular your three main skills would be force hand-to-hand combat stamina for agility it's firearms mobility stealth intelligence would be medical aid observation tech Mm -hmm. and then for empathy it's there's four of them for empathy interesting there's driving connections insight yeah. manipulation and what it is mm-hmm. is you'll always be rolling that attribute and one of those skills so it's always two oh, okay yeah and then it thankfully has it listed on the character sheet it'll tell you what the letter rating is but then what dice is associated with it so you always know going into it what you need to roll but you're always rolling that attribute with that skill and mm-hmm. then much like, like i said it's all about how like if you get a six and above that's the main numbers i need to know <laughs> love it and then there's a whole like chase mechanic thing too, like I was talking about, where you could literally be running through the streets of LA trying to chase someone down. Depending on your dice rolls, it either works your in favor or everything goes horribly wrong. <laughs> this sounds great. Everything will go horribly wrong. There was then. something on one of the tables that says like literally obstruction in the way, but like you literally can't go further than you are because people or some object are blocking your. Path. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> Any questions you have, just in case, because I'm still going to go through this video just to make sure I'm not missing anything, but also, do you have any questions? I'm excited. I'm keen. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm so I'm thrilled. so ready. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, let's see, I'm trying to figure out. So yeah, a lot of it is, it's funny how like a lot of these games nowadays are just like, you should only roll dice when it's absolutely necessary. So that'll be an interesting thing on my end a little bit. And I look forward to all of you being like, can we please roll this? Which I will always say yes. But it's I kind of love how, that. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that it asks more for you to kind of be in the moment as that character. I mean, it's roleplay mm-hmm. heavy, which is my... I, That's yeah. My Hell jam. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. My favorite too. Especially, again, yeah. vampire guy. Being vampire, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, like, when you do get, like, those roles where it's like, I most likely will ask this, and then I, I will try not... I usually try to be really nice about roles, but I also feel like with this game, I might need to be a little bit of a jerk. If it's like, you, you want to investigate Please. the crime scene, yeah, you're going to roll. And if yeah. you roll really bad, I probably won't tell you anything. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. though there's... <laughs> no, there's nothing here. For every location. 
Everything's fine. <laughs> There's nothing here. Yeah. You don't, don't think I'm I don't see any blood that's in the corner. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that would be actually really hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, and this, like I said, it's... It's like playing through a film noir, which if you watch those types mm. of movies, I mean, it's just hard-boiled fun, but in a sci-fi setting, that's literally just a dystopian version of L.A. That's somehow always, and every piece of artwork looks like it's drenched in rain, which is really yeah. funny to me. And, <laughs> and simultaneously Neo-Tokyo. Yeah, and yeah. Simu- which is also its own, we will work that out, because also with cyberpunk, it goes without saying, it very much can fall into tropes a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and yes. I... Going back to Lines of Veil, do Lines of Veils do not want to have that happen because that's mm. just, solid. It, it's a great genre, but there are still problems with it that need to be addressed and tackled yeah. to make it better. I will never not dispute that because it's just the truth. Mm-hmm. I will definitely make sure of that. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, but I don't want to spoil the story for you, but I will say that one of you, whoever picks the character that is not William, I think it's called Fena, the Doxy. You will get a mm-hmm. prompt at the start because you're the one who's going to get the team together. Nice. <laughs> I will be. Nice. We will find a way for those watching too. We are going to make sure because there is a lot. <laughs> my God, are there a lot of handouts in this? I will try our my best to make sure we visually show you them because they're all really well mm. done. Really did an amazing job. This whole section of the overlay is specifically yep. for that. Oh, wait, wrong way. This way. Wrong way. This way. This way. <laughs> we will make sure that they are as visible as possible because probably there's a facing lot of work the wrong that way. Went into making them. They this also way. look really cool. But also, I feel like with a literal detective game, you you should see this. I totally pointed the wrong way. Yeah. 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 It just Somewhere makes it more fun. Here. Oh, and mm-hmm. actually, wow, I keep forgetting the most important part of this game. So, I briefly mentioned this, maybe before we started, I can't remember, because it's been a long day. This is the only game I've ever come across where it actually tells you to split the party. Which yeah, you did yeah, mention that, yeah. Utterly terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's never not terrifying. However, to be transparent, there are things in the starter set where if you do not split the party, certain events will be triggered that cannot be backtracked. Okay. Things that are literally on. Yeah. Very alien. <laughs> it yeah, makes sense, alien. though, because it's, it's an investigative very, team. I've not played it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I've not played this, but it reminds me a lot of uh, Blades in the Dark. There is a clock that's yes. ticking on certain mm-hmm. things, and if mm-hmm. you don't do it within that time, you're kind of screwing something up. Yeah. So there is a literal part, like timer of sorts on this. Splitting the party is encouraged because you want to cover all your bases, which I'm already sweating thinking about it. <laughs> Just also, do little vignettes. For you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, little vignettes. It'll be fun. Uh, but also what's fascinating, too, is even if those events trigger, it's not like it's a fail state. I don't want you thinking of it that way. Okay. Just think of it as fun little wrinkles that get added into the story. Because literally, yeah. there can be an entirely different a different ending once we get there than what's actually what you think could be or what's written down. There's like multiple ways this game could go, and I love that. Much like a real detective story, nothing is just a straight line. It's all mm. it's the Charlie Day map from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Someone in the chat asked a really interesting question. Oh, yeah, sure. Raven, I'm familiar. Raven asked, "What's the character sentiment between the human and the replicant partners? Is there mistrust?" slash disdain yeah that is i like that question yeah i feel like it's written a little bit in some first off great question uh it's written in some of your character sheets Mm -hmm. i know not just i don't know if i want to spoil stuff 
uh, I'll just say one of the characters clearly doesn't like replicants. Okay. <laughs> so I can only guess which one it is. I can only guess which one. It clearly is a replicant. Uh, I know that, I mean, in this world, the way that this is done at the timeline is replicants are once again being brought out as mass production things. Some people know mm. if they're replicants or not. Much as I was saying, they're now at a point where it's a different corporation making them. They're more, I don't want to say obedient because that sounds very creepy to me, but they're more, they are not made to hurt people. They put but more that doesn't mean that in people, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a sales, like, like, there's a safety <laughs> Yeah, it's like there's like a safety switch in them where they just can't harm people, but also mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that people actually like them because when you think about it, it's weird how much like, it's, it's that weird real life coming into a game where you're like automation versus people to being able to do a real job. I guess that's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. It's very that's weird to describe it that way and it makes no sense to me now that I just said it out loud. <laughs> Yeah. But it's just, it's interesting how I think some people are okay with them and some people really aren't. And I know on some of the character mm. sheets, some of them do not like replicants mm. for personal reasons, which we will yeah. find out in game. But in terms of like this group working together, the police, the LAPD has, again, a rep detect unit. There are replicants that work in it. So four mm-hmm. of you, no matter what, I believe know all of each other in this game. So yeah. Oh well, yeah, it'll we're an investigative team. Yeah. We're a team. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It'll be interesting to see how you take those relationships and make it yes. work. I'm cool with whoever gets coffee with me. That's apparently yes. my, my goal in life. <laughs> <laughs> this light night hours. The funny thing about replicants too. I mean, they're basically human. They can eat, drink, mm-hmm. and sleep. Yeah, it's sci-fi. Sci-fi. It's so weird. <laughs> Love. Coffee. Yeah. I think coffee. therefore yeah, I, mean, gotta I have, have a coffee. Gotta have your have coffee. Have a coffee with some cream and sugar. <laughs> or black. I look forward to the most Brooklyn body. replicant possible. Yeah. <laughs> the most, listen, if <laughs> you want a Brooklyn replicant, I'll give you a Brooklyn replicant. I'm just In saying. LA, absolutely. After a while, <laughs> after yes. a while, it might, yes. it might get annoying. I'm just <laughs> fair warning. I mean, I see nothing wrong with that. I'm. I I, it's great. I love fair it. Warning. It will not get annoying to me. Nope, I'm with the accent <clears> for <throat> sure. <laughs> no, I'm um, from New York, so nobody yell at me for being stereotypical. That's okay. You're all gonna have I'm, to. Deal I'm with a walking, talking stereotype. Actual New Yorkers wouldn't yell at you because they understand. That's true. They do. They get it. They do. So <laughs> they get uh, it. This uh, is completely oh. a non sequitur, but it's a joke I love to tell people. So I, uh, I'm i a New York Italian Jew, and I like to refer to myself as a pizza bagel. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I think it's cute. That's very good. Uh, like to that, that I say it's good. <laughs> it has um, uh, uh, Natasha Leone energy. Thank from, you. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, very yeah much from that. Russian Doll. Yeah, Actually, now as a character doll. I want, I'm going to take that idea if I ever get to play this and make that my character. I love that. Which, her character in Russian Doll is basically just Whoopi Goldberg's character in Sister Act. If you watch Sister Act, yeah. it's the same character. <laughs> I should watch that show. Great, great movie. Mm-hmm. Sister Act, Co- covering all the topics. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for uh, letting me shoe in my complete uh, non sequitur. Right, cool. Oh, great. Um, and then other things. Let's see. I will have map. Maps are also part of the handouts. Every location has a map. They're huge. I will not. Obviously, we can do theory of the mind with this. I want to make sure, you, but we're going to obviously use like I, my goal overall is to have fantasy grounds up and running for you, so that way we can just have the stuff there because it's just easier mm. to present. 
documents that way rather yeah. than be like, pop it up on Zoom or on Discord. Hopefully yeah. it works. Uh, if you look at the handout that just appeared they on the go table. From, yeah, yeah, they go right. from like locations <laughs> you've seen in the movies to stuff that's not in the movies. It's, just, yeah, it's funny how much they so really thought everything through and it's a lot at once but also it's very fascinating and it'll mm -hmm. be as i said i'll be very intrigued to see how you all do next that i could think of i don't have any other i don't want to ruin too much mm -hmm. i also just figured mm -hmm. getting those lines and veils talking about yes. the game a bit I love character this. Stuff, which you all picked your characters way faster than I thought. Do you have any other questions? Because if not, I say this is a good stopping point. Yeah, uh, I have a yeah. question. Yeah. Um, yeah sure. so, so my question is, so I'm looking over the characters, and I looked at them all before. Um, so I'm going to be playing an asshole. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so how do we, how, how would we all as a group like me to like communicate with you all? Um, cause I don't want, um, looking over my backstory, especially with replicants here. I my goal is to make much. you like me. Not nice. Okay. My character is like a, a replicant rights activist. So I'll, I'll turn you around. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think yeah. I think I'll just be real no nonsense about it. Like very okay. yeah. you know, like you yeah, know, it'll create little... some interesting discourse yeah. in game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel it. If you're being like anti replicant to me, I'm just gonna be like, Hey, let's go get a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So can I show you this new piece of evidence I found? Yeah. 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 So like, oh, I'll just like over slap the, the severed arm on the table. Because like, so. yeah, a lot for me especially, like story this is just how I GM. Story's king. Like, yes, you can yeah. get deep into mechanics, and I love doing that in games like the Cyberpunk Red. But with this, it's very much, I want your story to flow, and if I decide mm. to interject with dice rolls, I will do that. But more often than yep. not, the four of you are going to lead this, and I'm just going to see yep. what happens along the way. It's very mm. reactionary, more than anything. I also love solving mysteries. Like, I love puzzles yes, in I general, love so mm. I love this kind of story in game. I love solving mysteries. And then the fun thing, too, is you reminded me with this, uh, two important things with it, speaking of clues, uh, you have the entire backing of the LAPD resources. So in other words, <laughs> if you want to check what is called a memory Sorry. data frame, you can literally go do that and check the data that way. You can also do it remotely. Something mm -hmm. I'm going to say this only once, so hopefully you remember, <laughs> you need to actually report clues in as part of your detective you should be giving status reports of your yep. your work not well, that... everything probably or maybe everything but it's up to you how much you want to tell your acting chief on it that Makes leads sense. me to another question in regards to like how we communicate while we're apart like is it one of those so situations actually... where we have to go to kiosks mm -hmm. and spend the so money actually, to make those calls or I believe you actually have a piece of equipment where you're all connected no matter what, almost like an earpiece of sorts. Excellent. Okay. Remember Amazing. We get comms. Good. So we have all the budget. Yeah, yes. so actually, I just found it. There we go. It's called a, the KIA. It's basically Love like it. a, it's almost like a phone, <laughs> if you want to put it that way, but it's basically you're all connected. Even if you split the party, you can still communicate cool. with one another back and forth. Very cool. So no matter what, yeah, one side good. will be out of the loop yeah. or the other won't be out of the loop, which is good. I like that. But then also, as I mentioned, you want to make sure you're keeping your chief of police 
up to date on what you're doing too by making sure you report all your clues and such. Mm-hmm. Because be right. I will most, <laughs> I'm going to try to make sure I remember this and I hope you all hold me accountable. I will make sure to give out XP because I feel like that's fun even if it's not an extremely long game. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. I want to make sure experience points get pushed out and you can have fun with that. Yeah. Because there are some very awesome. interesting talents in this game that can change things dramatically and mess with Ooh. me with time. <laughs> Nothing's more fun than messing with the GM and making them have to think on the fly. <laughs> Especially when they have to split the party at the same time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're not going to be sweating about it this whole time. Uh, and then for those who've seen the lore, or have seen the movie, the chief of police is actually, of all things, um, it's the guy at the start of the movie who's doing the Boyd comp test on the replicant, oh, who you yeah. think dies, but you, when you watch the movie, you find out, no, he's actually in the hospital recovering. Very cool. Chief Holden, who is now problematically maybe called Iron Lung. (laughs) He's tired. I just, I feel like the police chief is just really tired all the time. Honestly, he speaks, you hear the lungs in the inside helping him breathe. He's the principal Uh, in Mean Girls. Yes. Yes. Why? When can I retire? When? (laughs) I will keep you literally got shot for this job. (laughs) (laughs) Did not leave the West Side for this. Or whatever side he came from. I and I mean, yeah. you know, other things like Deckard having noodles. If you want noodles in the middle of your session, sure, why not? Just go stop by a ramen shop. It's fine. Oh, yeah, it's oh gotta have them. Ramen and cyberpunk and always is a thing. Yeah. Short rest, get a boba tea. Make some instant ramen oh as like I, the I method have acting to sit thing. crooked, so I apologize in advance. No, no, no I'm doing the same so. thing. Yeah, it's just same. my camera's hiding it. Are you, are you doing the bisexual <laughs> sit? Yeah, I sit. Yeah. Yeah. The bisexual sit. Straight. I've been yeah. changing sides last two. Yep. 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 You see my knee, Is there any other questions? Um, I don't know if we want to go over how we're going to change the, you know, oh, looks yeah, of the, the characters. characters. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. How do you want to, do you have a, speaking of, so as I mentioned, it's literally written in the starter set. If you want to change character name and yeah. physical appearance, you can. My question for you is, if you have something in mind already, by all means, speak it out loud. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No idea. Cool. Uh, so I think uh, Olsen's pretty all, normal already. Like, yeah. like pretty okay with me yeah my character's fine i'm gonna make percival percy sweet um and percy's gonna look a heck of a lot like tessa thompson in the movie sorry to bother you uh awesome (laughs) god that was such a good that was a weird movie just but it beautiful. was good. but like you know like blonde hair with like highlighted colors in it like just sticks out in the crime lab you know, uh, that's how she expresses, but she's also very. I love Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. I love her yeah. so much. So much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm okay with mine. I. How do we feel about me playing a black man? As long, I mean, as long as you don't like aggressively yeah. try to play a black man. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I was like, <laughs> I, I'm cool with it. Um badass cool. so. yeah, for those watching the inspector is as finn just said so i just that's a good question to bring up and yeah sort of, like, yeah. yeah i mean i'm 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 cool if, if we're all cool um so yeah as long as mm-hmm. there's not you don't try to bring something to the character that yeah. would be yeah typical or so, culturally yeah. something not you know mm-hmm. yeah I, I have a feeling you're not gonna test the waters no. on that yeah <laughs> yeah i'm cool with it cool 
Just a guy. Yeah. I do not like the fact, though, that this older cop was born the year after me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, November 93. Real glimpse into the future. Out. 1993. That's I was born. Oh, no. Uh, now I feel old amongst all of you. Oh. I'm a baby. 93, 93 is a great year. I'm not going to knack it. 92. I look great. 87 was a great year. 87 was a great year. Uh, any other questions? I will let you know if I decide I to so. change things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, yeah. like we have a month. It's all month. good. If there's any questions until then, by all means. I'm an open door. Just ask. You can even ask yeah. in our chat that we have set up. You can DM me personally. And I just, I, yeah, just want to make sure all the bases are covered before we yeah. go ahead yeah. a month from now. And uh, just to kind of trail off of that for the people at yeah. home, that means that our next stream will be November 6th. That right? For, and it'll be at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I right will try here. to remember how to convert that to Australian yeah. Standard Time. It's 10 a.m. the next day. Yeah. yeah. Yep, so oh, technically wow. it's Monday for you. Wow. 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 Yes. wow, it's 7 p.m. over here and I'm loving it. Same, mm-hmm. uh, same robot time, same robot channel. Yep. I'm going to float yep. right into House of the Dragon. I'm going to get my House Valerian on. Love they it. are the best. I won't even. I won't even. And Maz, I'm going to steal that outro. Same Android time, same Android place. Same replicant time, same replicant time. Uh, replicant and I would say, place. yeah, I would say, if there's nothing else, uh, that's a good place to probably stop. I feel from like our dystopian future to yours. Yeah, from our dystopian future to yours, from the Android time to the I'm looking forward to running this all for you. I would say, uh, I'm looking forward to again, we can go around the bend and everyone can give an introduction. Before we do that, for all of you watching, again, this is Cyberpunk. This is Cyber Nation Uncensored. You should follow us on Discord, follow the Twitter, follow the Instagram. Yeah. It's all the good Facebook, stuff. Facebook, we have and, one of those. And Facebook, too, yeah. But also, let's go around the bend one more time and then everyone can just say who they are. If you want to plug away on anything else again, by all means, please do. And then we'll get out and go take over LA. Hell yeah. Yeah. Whoever wants to give an outro, I'll pick Maz. I'm going to do it again. Maz. (laughs) Okay, great. I'm so sorry if I'm screwing that up. No, it's Maz. You got it right the first time. Maz. Like jazz. Like jazz. jazz. When I was in middle school, it was Maz the Spaz. Uh, to the surprise of no one. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I would have wanted to be your friend in middle school. I'm going to tell you that Likewise. right now. When, yeah, when All I right. was in softball, they, my nickname was Mazda Spaz, and it's still written on my softball mitt. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, so yes, hi, hello, my name it's... is Maz, and this is my face. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me anywhere on the internet as Maz Face, except again on Twitter. Stupid white real estate dude. It's at real Mazface on Twitter because this I'm is the real her. one. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you having my back on that. I got your back, babe. Appreciate you. I got it. I got it. That's too much. <laughs> where, where can you find me? Uh, I will be on Open Circuit Studios on October 19th to start the second half of the Leverage TTRPG series. Um, also, fun fact, our season finale for Leverage is ne- November 9th. The f- following Wednesday is when Leverage Redemption Season 2 starts. We didn't plan that. That's just great, and I wanted to celebrate that, so thank you for letting me do that here, because I think that's really exciting. Uh, yes, I will be here every first Sunday of the month until the mystery is solved. Um, and I'm also the brand manager here, along with Kevin, 
and I make art sometimes. <laughs> and coffee every day so I can pay my bills. Next! <laughs> yeah. also, for the rec- before we move on, I love that there is a leverage RPG. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. He uses also, just, there's an RPG for everything. There's an RPG thing. As there should be. Uh, I want to write an always sunny RPG. Do it! Oh my god. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's literally solving the corkboard with all the strength. The, well, yeah. it would be the McPoyles like, giving them like like trash juice and then they all going a little kind of like, like thinking that they're in a fan fantasy world but they're just running around philadelphia i love this Come amazing i am finn r pearson my pronouns are he him you can find me all over the internet at finn r p pearson nice. hey. 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 um yeah so on I'm looking at my calendar. On the 12th of October, I will be doing uh, the Halloween one-shot over on Nat 20 Productions for Edge of Legend. After that will be the 19th, where you can see me as Donnie, um, the mastermind of Leverage Los Angeles on Open Circuit Studios. Highly recommend. Um, then on the 28th of October, my show will be launching Gravehaven, a Southern Gothic D&D campaign on Q Times. I believe it's 7 p.m. PST. Consult oh. the Twitters. I believe yes, you. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter will... You sound so convincing. I believe you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Gravehaven's coming out on the 28th. And then another show that I'm coming in um, with uh, Ryan Omega, Cynthia Marie, uh, Uta oh, okay. Uh, lots of people. We're going to be coming out with a with a um, dark character academy. So it's oh, kind of yeah. like when all wow. the evil kids go to school. Really, um, that's so oh, cool. Really, really <laughs> um, I play a two foot tall um, rabbit who is a <laughs> lich's familiar. My papa. So that is amazing. Here uh, <laughs> to take over the world. Is that going to be on live action role play? No, I think it'll be somewhere. It'll be on the the Twitters when when mm. Cynthia Marie yeah uh, Cynthia Marie announces it. Um, oh, cool. So really stoked for that. And then of course we're having our leverage in November, and then I'll be on this show. Um, and then had this wonderful idea because we're talking. There's there's so many RPGs out there that there's about, you know, solve mm-hmm. crimes, get a group of people together, there's a mystery, you're on the case, coming soon. I don't know, but I hope so. Wonder Pets, the RPG. Stop. Oh my gosh, my heart. <laughs> oh yes. my I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know Wonder what Pets I was expecting, RPG. but it wasn't that. <laughs> I love that. Mm. Mm. I really Just hope. Guess. I have to I say. I work on a Wonder Pets RPG, but... <laughs> Okay, Someone in the chat good. mentioned a Men in Black RPG should exist, and I agree. Yeah, it I would love to run that. I will find that out someday. Also, because Finn brought up the name. Shout happen. out to Cynthia, who I've gotten to GM for. They're amazing. Also, shout out to PJ behind Nat20 Productions, who I've also seen it on Red with Utahime. That was an amazing, chaotic game. Amazing. Next up, <laughs> Beck. Yes, hello everyone. I'm Beck. Um, you can find me on Twitter and here on Twitch at Zeitpoltergeist, where I run um, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 game uh, every second Sunday. 
at uh, 12 noon uh, Australian Eastern Time. Um, and every other Sunday that isn't those Sundays, um, I'm on uh, Ethan and Dragons, where we play a like, multiverse D&D game uh, with a bunch of mates, which is um, a lot of fun. We are sort of, you know, hopping from dimension to dimension. Um, aside from that, um, over October, I'll be uh, sort of around Twitch on different people's channels, Sherbrooke Waters mostly, where we'll be doing like a bunch of sort of silly Halloween, like, you know, movie commentary on horror movies and stuff. We'll also be playing some um, Ten Candles, I think, um, leading up to Halloween, which I've never played before. Um, I've only heard about, so I'm super duper excited, so, you know, dark horror stuff um which i'm always keen for um so yeah that'll be good um and i know that i have you know a few projects in the works that are very much like too vague to, for me to talk about with any you know sense of certainty at the moment but um yeah um i'll be around and you know clogging up your twitter feeds i'm sure in the future heck yeah heck yeah Bendy. hi hello hello there I am Bendy Mitchell. Uh, I am. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bendy Dinosaurs. Just Bendy Dinosaurs. Oh, I didn't say them earlier. My pronouns are she they. Um, I am the co-founder of Obsidian Brews. It's a collective of Black tabletop players. We're looking to create space and community together and support you. Oh. So if you are Black and love tabletop, uh, we want to help you get to wherever you want to go in the world. Um, I am also in the running for Face of Heart. It is an intense competition. It is at the top of my Twitter feed. You can give one free dote, dote, uh, one free <laughs> vote per day. Please, I'm in fourth place. I would love to get money to fund my film. Um, but I just appreciate being in the contest and you know, thank you if you support. But uh, I think that's everything about me. <laughs> I gotta. It's been a while. I gotta get the gears turning mm, again. I, I get that. Out. I get that. Same. Big same. Huge horror fan. Please, if you have openings this month to do anything horror related, I am so in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Uh, uh, I. That is so relatable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as for myself, you said hello there. Now all I can think about is Obi Wan. Yep. Hello there. Hello there. Uh, my name oh, is Bushman. I live in Los Angeles, so it's kind of funny I'm running Blade Runner because it's set in Los Angeles because I'm going to be like, oh, I know that location, but it's not that location. Uh, I'm a photographer. I do product photography, portraits, sometimes fashion. I love talking about fashion. You're all going to have to get used to how many reference photos I probably add to this game because I do that for every game I ever run. I'm going to make a Pinterest Uh, board for my character. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I need to sidetrack on that. For anyone who's ever played in a vampire game I run, I have the biggest Pinterest board for all of my I make one for every single NPC I, I use love into that the game. I, need I have been, called, I have been told that my games are nothing but thirst traps because of it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so Delicious. it's great. That means you're doing uh, Vampire yeah. Riot. I'm yeah. Like... <laughs> oh, right. It's got to be sexy. Uh, mm-hmm. As I mentioned, I'm a photographer in Los Angeles. I also occasionally do some writing. Uh, and I'm mostly a GM. Uh, streaming is... I first got into doing streaming actually this year. So, hey, backed up this many months in. Go figure. Did not expect all this. <laughs> Uh, you can find me every, not next Sunday, every other Sunday, uh, not Sunday, every other Saturday, because we just had it yesterday. I am running a five chapter miniseries over on the initiative order for Vampire the Masquerade. It's called The Old Town. It's a Boston by Night Chronicle. It got really interesting last night. It's this 
is what I can best say, as they had to meet the prince, and that was fun, getting to be a little bit of an evil person, because I love doing that. Uh, I also love running, running horror, so if you want someone to run a horror game, that's maybe not strange, but I would totally do that for Vampire for this crew, because I feel like this would be Chaos Incarnate. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I love Chaos in my game. Uh, If you want to follow me online, Twitter, uh, Nate underscore B. Instagram is IndieMate, I-N-D-I-E Nate. If you want to check out my photography, hey, natebushman.com. And I can't think of anything else other than uh, happy October. October's awesome. Halloween month. Let's have some spooky, wonderful horror vibes. But until next month in November, we will see you all later. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. Ready for some noir goodness, everyone. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Swaving frantically. Thank you.